0: True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network
2: This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. Guys, I'm so excited. This is a very different episode today than what we normally record. Um, This is actually the audio from a video that we put together because big news, drum roll, we are under contract on a 336 unit project. Um, This is an apartment complex in North Carolina. We're super excited about it. And of course, we're going to bring you along for the journey. we made, Matt and I made a documentary style video that is up on the DeRosa Group YouTube page. You're welcome to go check that out. But the way that we did it was, you know, we we talked as we, we walked and, and filmed. And so there's a lot of great tips, both on the ride down as we're walking the property, on the way back, what we learned. So I wanted to cut the audio out of that YouTube clip and share it with you guys. If you did not catch the YouTube version on DeRosa Group's YouTube channel. This audio is for you. Um, it's, it's a little different format than what we normally do, but I wanted to share it because I think it's so, so valuable. This was all real, real life stuff as we're driving down, what we're hoping for, you know, what we saw, and then a recap at the end. Um, The video, I think, is a full 30 minutes and it's absolutely, absolutely worth it. So, if you you can, go check out the YouTube video. But if not, so happy that you're here listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and continuing to support this podcast. And uh, we'll be back very soon with all kinds of details on all the great things coming up with this project and every other project that we are managing. Again, uh, thanks for your support. I would not be here without you. I love the feedback that you guys are sending. So, please keep it up and I hope you enjoy.
3: What is going on, YouTube family? My name is Matt Faircloth. My company is called The DeRosa Group. We are on the way to North Carolina to look at an apartment building deal. Now, as you can see, I'm wearing a mask. We're in the middle of COVID right now, but as I tell all real estate investors and I've learned over my 15 years of experience in real estate, you got to do whatever it takes to get good deals. And and when an opportunity shows up, you do what you got to do. So we are driving to North Carolina right now with my team, Justin Fraser, Hervé Francois, um, we're on our way to North Carolina to go look at a deal, and we are at best and final round on a north of 300-unit apartment complex in North Carolina. And I wanted to document the entire process of going down and look at the deal, evaluating the deal for you guys to watch and learn from. What's up,
2: everybody? Uh, great to be here. Irve, say hello. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's everyone doing
3: today? Herve's driving us. Happy Monday. Bringing us down.
2: Yes, sir. So, Irve, uh, let's, let's talk to the people a little bit about this property. All right. First off, why... Why do we like this property? What is it about this property that we think shows, uh, gave us so much interest that we hopped in the car and drove on down? Oh,
0: man, you know what, Justin? Great question. The property like this is directly in our wheelhouse. This is a true, true value-add property that really needs some assistance within its location of almost sitting halfway between a decent and not-so-decent neighborhood, but it needs some tender, loving care. Seems like it's definitely been mismanaged. And really hasn't been tended to. A little background behind the property specifically, again, like Matt mentioned, this is a 300 over 300 unit property in North Carolina. The owner has owned it for um, a couple of years. At the time he bought it, the property was 95% occupied. It's currently today 84 to 85% occupied, again, really because of some mismanagement in the property and then not really. Um, taking care of the tenants the way that they should have been taking care uh, of the tenants over the past couple of years. We got wind of this property from the relationship that I've established with a commercial broker, however you are talking, texting, tweeting, however you're doing it. But it was really a deep relationship that I've developed with this particular uh, commercial broker. And he reached out to me a couple of months ago about this particular property, took a quick look at it back in the envelope math. Um, brought it to our underwriter and said you know what this might be a real good opportunity for us over here. Justin and I and Matt here we're going to meet another team vendor Kevin down there and uh, we're going to walk the property first thing tomorrow morning and before we do that this afternoon and this evening we're going to go ahead and walk the comps
2: of this property because we want to get a real good feel of the neighborhood. I want to just recap a few things that Irve said. Number one we see value not only in the traditional sense of like going in, renovating units, and raising rents, yep. but in operational efficiencies. Yep. This manager has taken this property from what was stabilized high nineties and is now <laughs> destabilized, yeah, right. into magic trick, <laughs> <ta-da! laughs> right. into the mid eighties. And so, so there's opportunity there. The seller's got to be motivated because now he's probably um, at the very least making a lot less than he was, but maybe even losing money. And so we've got to come. We we have an opportunity. Uh, in seeing those operational inefficiencies that we can come in and prove this property. The next thing Hervé said is uh, strong relationships with, bro- with the brokers allowed us to get in the door. The next thing Irve said is as soon as we heard feedback that our initial offer uh, made it to the next round, uh, we hopped in the car, right, Saturday. Irve said we found out on Friday, we had a call on Saturday, it's Monday morning, we're on the road to we're North Carolina. Road. When you're getting into final and best, uh, Sometimes the difference is not in the dollar, but in the fa- how much effort you put in. And so the fact that we're showing up, we're bringing our property management company, uh, who we work with in, in uh, another town, is coming in to meet us there. We're coming out of New Jersey, eight hours on the road. Like We are showing up and sh- making an effort. And so these intangibles might... Set us apart from other buyers, and we don't know, but it's worth a shot for sure.
0: My quick tip is, you know, take a look at the recent T12, the financials that the broker has sent you, and specifically take a look at the last couple of months of the financials. And typically, what you're going to see is that the owner has gone ahead and uh, and and cut some, down some of his expenses and has increased income wherever he can. And why is he doing that? because he wants to increase his NOI. He knows that increasing his NOI is going to help up, to help prop up the value of the property overall. So altogether, take a look at some of those expenses. We did the same thing. We did realize that he spent a lot of money on a recent paint job, right, to go ahead and spruce up the property. Um, All of a sudden, occupancy got uh, bumped up a little bit. Why, because he might have not done as thorough as a background check on some of the tenants that most recently moved in, only to go ahead and fill up some of those vacant units. So that's why you really have to go ahead and take a deep look at the numbers, particularly the last two, three months before the owner goes ahead and puts it on the market for sale, because you wanna get as tight to a realistic NOI as possible.
2: Hey guys, my quick tip for doing a a walkthrough of a property is bring your property manager. We are bringing in a a PM that we know and trust and have used in other places, and we're bringing them to walk this property with us because they know the local market, they know the the players, they know uh, uh, the the town, the cities, everything. So by having them walk this property with us, they are able to help us build a business plan together. It's not like we're just uh, hiring someone off the street to come in and, and manage this property. They are a partner and they will help us build the business plan that we'll be able to then go and uh, execute. And they're going to be a huge part of that. So getting their buy-in from day one before day one even uh, is absolutely key.
3: My quick tip on this thing is that the highest bid is not always the winner. Uh, I've won deals and not been the highest bid and I've won deals that somebody else was the highest bid. They, they crashed and burned weren't able to get closed and we got the phone call and we closed the deal. So remember the highest bid, the highest dollar purchase price, is not always the winner. A lot of other things factored in, including your ability to close. So on bigger deals and even on smaller deals, you got to put your best foot forward and show that if you got capital to close, show it to them. If you got lending lined up, show that to them as well. If you've got uh, just even show them your business plan to show that you've that you've got a well thought out process and a business plan that's going to be able to get the property up up to snuff. Because any lender and any equity partner is going to want to see that is going to want to see that too. So you want to show the seller that you've thought this out. So. Highest bid is not always the winner. So we got a little fairly small kitchen. Interesting, they did carpet all right up to the front of that kitchen, don't you think, Justin? It's cheaper. It is cheaper, but that's a stain it's magnet right enough. there. Yeah, that's yeah. silly. What I would do is right where Justin's standing, I probably would have had vinyl. Not like I'm, arm, I'm totally I'm, – I'm armchair quarterbacking these guys. Yeah, you're right. I would have been vinyl all the way through. You're right. You might have saved what, – what do you think they say for doing carpet in this whole –
2: I don't know, they probably saved, you know, 600, 800 dollars or so, you know, but times a bunch of units, it adds up, but I think you get that back in the honestly. Yeah, so first thing, you know, we look for is really just an easy driver on the property. What do we see? This is a perfect example. This was not planned, by the way. You know, this guy's got junk in the back of his his trunk and... But I'm more interested in the fact that there's flat tires, right? He's got he's got at least two flat tires that I can see. So he's just this car has not left in a long time. But that abandoned
3: complex right there, that's not part of the sale. Um, but it is an eyesore. And so for me, my quick tip I got is you look for things that you can't change, right? I mean, now, we could try and buy that abandoned complex and do something with it. That's going to be a heavy lift. Mm. If we don't do anything about it, then that's just going to have to be something that's going to have to just sit there and people are going to have to always question it and say, why
2: is there abandoned complex on that hill? So obviously there's some graffiti on the brick. Easy to deal with. Absolutely. That's that's easy stuff. You know, we love it's that because stuff. That's, yeah, that's stuff that might scare off like a, a buyer that – you know, maybe isn't as prepared right. to handle this kind of stuff. Um, I will say the hill should provide good drainage. We shouldn't have... You know, mm. And it all drains right out to the main it'll road. Just drain out to the road. At least on this side, we're up on the top of the hill, so we like that a lot.
3: To tease the children, they dropped off a bunch of mulch and left it next to the Start playground, it.
2: saying, hey, "Any day now, won't we'll so <laughs> you come spread this mulch <laughs> for us, kids?" So I don't even know if our insurance would let us have that out here because it's not rated for for commercial or for apartments. That's like something you would buy and but put up in your backyard. We've
3: got resources to do much better than that. Absolutely. I mean, I, this is like this looks I mean, like somebody somebody that, made that uh, on yeah. the weekend. You know, we could put a monster. A play complex down yeah. there.
2: Field, playground, dog park up front, I think would be how you would do it. Here.
3: Is it a prison or is it a pool? What is it? Look at it. We're like this overgrown stuff coming down the hill. I mean, this is definitely an opportunity. What do you think, Justin?
4: I,
2: I hate the layout of this right now. I think that it's a mess, right? You have to come down this little driveway. You're stuck. It's hard to turn around. They're trying to like have kids do basketball here as well. There's no place for for space or for people, so uh, there's opportunity, of course. If we decide this pool is structurally sound, it's not leaking and all that, we would definitely wanna come in, get rid of some of the shrubs, clean this place up a little bit, and probably actually extend the pool area out this way so there's a community space here so people can enjoy it. One too many slam dunks on that hoop,
3: right? so I would actually redo this whole area, put in like a formal basketball area um, and a formal pool with maybe some little cabana houses or some umbrellas. Okay, definitely. Um, you know what? I would extend. The yeah. Floor. And mow all that back okay. to where it's like like a nice little like a gladed area.
4: So we got the rent roll out as of uh, today, June fifteenth, and what we found was that they they've gone from eighty one percent occupancy to eighty eight percent occupancy, but all of the two bedroom units yeah. that they um, have leased up are $40 lower than their in-place average rent for those same units. And they're giving away half-month free uh, rent, so half-month concessions. So when, when property managers are screening potential tenants, they will do a credit check, and based on where your credit falls, if they have a range, right, and you're at the high end of the range, your deposit will be a lot lower. But mm-hmm. if you're at the low end of the range, you may have to do a full month's uh, rent deposit, so you can tell, kind of back of the napkin, what credit quality the tenants have based mm-hmm. on the deposits that they're putting down. Uh, yep, for the for the unit. True that. So a yeah. lot of the the uh, deposits that are coming in over the last month, they looked like they're higher than their average deposit. So they may be accepting lower credit.
3: One thing else I noticed that he did, uh, Kevin, was he, um, to increase his NOI, he cut his expenses. His budget showed a third maintenance technician. There is no third maintenance technician in the the actual. So what he did is he laid that guy off. He right. had a maintenance tech in the budget, but he laid that guy off to save himself three or four thousand a month in NOI to make the property perform that much
4: better for these months. That's a good point, and there's definitely yeah. not a shortage of maintenance to be done. I'm
2: actually concerned about a lot of the air conditioners here. Um, we see some that have exposed wires out the back. Some new ones. Um, a lot of ones that, that look like they're pretty old. And uh, you know, it's a cool day, so it's hard to could normally you'd be able to hear them running. Um, but I think that probably today a lot of tenants don't need them running, but. You can see the wires coming out the back and I'd be concerned that most of the vacants look you can see some wires, I'd be concerned most of the vacants are, uh, have ACs that need to be replaced. So it looks like the units are three windows um, but we actually saw one down there and now this one here that's got board ups on the window. So maybe they're using it as a maintenance shed, Uh, maybe they are, it's just a down unit and they didn't want to come in and do the windows, we don't really know. Either way, it does, if, even if they're using it for storage, it does not look very good. So we're going to need to figure yeah, out what's going either on. Either way, it's,
3: it's a bad look or they've yeah. got what they call down units, which are apartments they're counting in their unit count, but are actually out of service and you've got to do a heavy lift to get them to get them back on. You can
2: tell by the door that it's not the same kind of door that the other units have. You can see upstairs, number 22, mm-hmm. it's not the same door as it is down here. And there's a padlock on it. So my guess is they're using that as maintenance shed.
3: Some of these tenants really care about this place. And you can tell this because they're growing a garden. And that means that people are treating a place like home. Mm-hmm. You know That's home for them. Last night we went and drove around uh, our site. and it's important, Justin, to isn't it to go and drive around sites after hours, going to go see activity, if to see if there is any yeah. activity, yep. to see things like lighting, you know mm-hmm. uh, to see how well lit is this place. Um, And is there, you know, activity that I wouldn't be happy with if it was happening at my complex? People hanging out late, uh, you know, tenants having parties or, you know, I mean, just things that look like unsavory activity going on. Or does it
2: look nice and quiet and safe? Uh, Kevin said the night before there's a lot more people out. But for us, you know, you're looking at those, those dark corners. You know, there's a lot of what we saw really is there's a lot of breezeways. So you've got all the apartments lined up in a breezeway. A lot of them are pitch black. So there's yep. no overhead lighting. There's no lights on the doors. These yeah. are things we can come in for very inexpensively. Easy fix. Put some lights in there, and mm-hmm. uh, it just brightens up the whole complex. It's so funny that that you would, not as an owner, you
3: wouldn't be aware uh, yeah. of these things of how well lit breezeways are unless you drive your complex at night. You got to drive it when the sun's down. Absolutely.
2: Overall, you know, we didn't see any deal breakers. We didn't mm-hmm. see anything that was that was too too terribly scary. And uh, no. You know, we're, today we're gonna get back out there and see what it's like.
3: So in a two-bedroom unit here, this is on the red brick side. Got hardwood floors, very nice.
2: But I really want to show off the sort of back alley. There's a lot of these little alleys behind a lot of these buildings. This is land that's for sale between the two. Potentially essentially something we might want to do. And then up here, are our white brick side. So we're gonna go check that out.
4: You know, we'll be able to come in, you know, somewhere in the
3: you know, 72, 73, 74% of cost range. Um, that seems to be with, you know, of total cost. Okay. You know, so, 18 plus 4, you know. You know, and that's, a lot of that's based on um, other, you know, similar vintage, similar quality um, multifamily bridge deals that I'm in the market with at the
2: moment. I think pricing is going to be LIBOR plus you know, five
3: twenty-five. So you know, maybe five forty. So we're going to be somewhere in that low to mid-fives coupon range. Okay. So there. So a few things. Um, they're at ninety percent occupancy now. Um, uh, you know, rents are lower than what they ought to be. Um, in, in that, but still, they're at ninety percent occupancy on that. Um, we uh, what about the Freddy the Freddie floater? Maybe. Uh, what about that? Is that possible?
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can, we can probably
3: make that work. In that scenario, I probably would raise enough capital to close, and then I would keep raising capital after closing in a different share class or just coming in with like Mes debt or okay. something like that, um, with mezz equity uh, or PREF equity to sit behind the first position um, and then eventually refinance it out once we hit our, our benchmarks, right? Yep. To refinance out yep. the Freddie Floater.
4: The good thing was, so they just sent us updated financials, which we can shoot up over to you. Uh, but collections okay. were up uh, two thousand dollars in May. Okay, good. So that's good. So you don't have the declining income. And are those are
2: those other income collections, or is that just straight revenue?
4: That's just straight revenue.
3: When do we get the escrow back? You said nine months yeah, worth mentioned. of um, of uh, payments yeah. and and, uh, and taxes it's and insurance and escrow. When do we get it back? 12 months. Oh, you said 12 months. Assume. Okay. So guys, we just toured it. What do you think? Good tour, Ooh, right? Yeah. Also, yeah. awesome. Incredible. Cool. I, one thing that came up for me is I'm so grateful brought our property manager uh, that, that we like and trust. So
2: just a tip. Because whenever you throw a property, if you can bring a property manager with you because they will point out things that you might not have thought of. And they're gonna be the ones that you know we hand this project over to. They bridge the gap between the spreadsheet that we put together at home and the in-person physical asset. The uh
3: broker's listing didn't tell us what the flooring was in these uh in these was, units.
2: You guys didn't know about that either?
3: What's no. that? The hardwood? No, no. we didn't know. Amazing. About the so we yeah, walk right. in the we walk in the units, surprise we walk in these apartments. And every, there is not a drop of carpet anywhere. And carpet's my least favorite floor carpet. Yeah, I know so that, I've heard that. There. So there's no carpet anywhere, right? It's all hardwood floors, original hardwood floors, which you can sand, love it. That is also my favorite floor cover. And then ceramic tile, uh, a nice, just clean, white, you know, nicely grouted ceramic tile. And
4: that
2: is everywhere,
3: right? That's probably my biggest surprise. What do you think? Yeah,
2: I mean, shocking, really. And yeah. they knocked
3: out our interior renovation budget. That's a big plus. Interior renovation budgets now down thousands
2: of dollars because of yeah. On average, fifteen hundred to two thousand per unit gone. flooring. Yep. Yep. I mean, there will still be some, right? We might have to sand the floors. We might have to put some uh, uh, like a, a sealant over the tile, but. I mean, we're talking, you know, five to 10% the cost that we we would have otherwise budgeted. So that was a really nice line.
0: This is just another example of why a walkthrough of a property is so incredibly important. Well, you know, right after you do your numbers, because don't ever get so confident on your numbers,
3: in my opinion, without doing a walkthrough. I think, uh, I think we showed up as strong as we could with broker, Um, you know, the downsides. Let's do like this. We did a lot of plot. Those are a lot of our thumbs up and yeah, high yeah, fives now. Yeah, right? yeah. Now it's not all sunshine
2: and roses. It's not all high fives right now. Uh, what are some of the cons that we saw today? For me, you know, the, the inverse of the less interior spend is more exterior spend for yes. sure. Yes. This, yes. With, you know, curb appeal is is a vast understatement for what this property needs. We're, we're talking about painting brick on every building. There's 18 buildings. We're talking about uh, serious uh de-limbing or removal of, of trees. I mean, probably in the six figures of just removing trees in this property. The, there's a pool that hasn't functioned in two years. We would love to make that like a centerpiece feature for this property, but it's going to take a lot of, probably another six figures to get there. So, there's some really major, major exterior things that will make this property shine and stand out and be that diamond that, that everybody wants Ooh. it to be. So we know it could be <laughs> yes. But it's going to take us maybe more than than we thought it would take, certainly more exterior, but we'll have to go back and build out a budget and see where where that lines up.
0: We have an opportunity with this property to really change their perception um, for the better, especially when it comes from a safety standpoint, really for the residences, right? I mean, you always want to make your residents, you
2: know, your tenants feel comfortable where they're living.
4: But what are your guys' general thoughts on like the extra units and kind of just what's going on there?
2: Well, that, that was a surprise, right? We, there's a lot of these red brick buildings have this extra space that's sort of like a basement, but also uh, could be semi-finished. Uh, one of them had been used as a YMCA and a library in the past. Uh, it floods, but they had old plumbing hookups. There was you know, bathrooms in there. Uh, could potentially be used as, you know, I think we would retrofit that to be a, a fitness center on the property. Uh, without having to go and, and build out, you know, we're doing a build out of a fitness center on another property. It's very expensive. You know, here we've got the structure. We just have to go in and build out yep. the interior. Um, yeah. So, so that's really awesome. And then I, I think if, uh, you know, maintenance always needs more shops, right? Uh, more storage space. So we could clean those up, the other ones around the, the property, clean them up and give maintenance some, some nice space to keep their stuff uh, together the the process is going to take a long time like the reputation it needs to be turned around yes. the tenants need to be turned around and there, there being so many buildings and, and so many different projects that it's just it, it's not something that's going to be turned around in six months or even 12 months and, you know i see this being an 18 24 36 month project to turn this whole thing around, building by building by That's building. That's one of the reasons why they're having to charge so low rent,
3: is probably because the complex does not have a very good uh, connotation.
2: Yeah. We're gonna go, we're gonna sharpen
3: up our pencil and turn in some paperwork to these guys and see if uh, we can get them a, uh, you know, get them maybe a little better number. Maybe not, I don't know. I mean, we, we may just try yeah. and, uh, turn in the original number, yeah. uh, like, uh you know, just give give them the same number over again. Hope you guys enjoyed it. There's a ton to unpack there. You might have to watch those segments again to really get the lessons there. But we really wanted to give you guys an inside look of what it is to pursue an apartment building and just what happens as you go and drive these these properties and the epiphanies that come up and how we thought it was going to look like this. We thought the expense budget was going to be over here. Turns out it's going to be something completely different. Um, And so some epiphanies I got uh, in this process, is that you've always got to be nimble with your numbers. As you saw, we thought the unit, the interior unit of renovation cost was going to be this. Turns out the interior unit renovation was this, but the exterior renovation from what you saw in the the video from the property was this. It was a lot more than what we had underwritten to. So you've gotta be nimble enough in your numbers that you can change things up. Um, You also really wanna watch the number trail. The biggest thing that I got out of this as well is watching the number trail coming from the owner Meaning when I say the number trail, I mean look at the, the last couple months worth of income and expense and try to figure out what they're doing. In looking at the trailing 12, trail, I saw, hmm, they're spending a lot of money on paint. Hmm. They're leasing a lot of units all of a sudden. And it looks like they're really quickly leasing up, but they're leasing at way below market rates. Why are they doing that? Well, they figured out. They're trying to fill the property up so it looks better to a buyer. Um, and so we caught on to that, right? and we evaluated our bid accordingly. So those are two tips. There's a ton more in the video. And we've got a lot more coming because we've got super exciting news. We got the deal, right? We got this project and I'm super excited to announce that to you guys that we'll be putting out more here and more in our DeRosa Insiders program, um, which you guys can join by just texting uh, the the word DeRosa to 66866 um, and joining us on Insiders because there's gonna be a ton of opportunities, maybe even to come join us at the site face-to-face and come walk it with us so you guys can really learn because you can do theoretical-based learning which is my book, Raising Private Capital, teaches you that, but you also need to do hands-on experience and watching things unfold and, and being a part of of the process and bearing witness to the process hands-on and watching not theoretical stuff, but real application-based stuff. And DeRosa Insiders gives that. So, Text DeRosa at 66866 so you can join us there. We're super excited about this deal. And it is a game changer for us. It's the DeRosa Group. I'm not a bit ashamed to tell you guys that. It's a phenomenal project for us. And I'm super pumped. And I hope you guys can join us. And we'll, putting up, we'll be putting up more stuff here on YouTube if you guys like it. Leave a comment below if you guys want to see more stuff like this, more real in-the-field stuff. We'd love to produce it for you. And I hope we see you guys on Insiders too. Have a great and profitable week.
2: Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.